Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast with your host, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information about business, payments, fintech, decentralized finance, and the technology businesses use in today's world. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about 12 payment processing facts small businesses should know. There's more than that, obviously, but so we started off with 12 and within those 12, there's some, you know, like bullet points that go along within those uh, 12 uh, pointers, you could say, I guess. Yeah, these are kind of the things that people want to know when they're getting ready to start a business. Right. You know, they're going to get their business started and, you know, what do they need? How does it work? The basic things that people always ask us, the top the top questions. Right. Well, here you go, man. You got All it. Right. So what do people will always ask? Like, let's say Justin's opening up a business for the first time. What do I need to have ready? Right. What do you got to have ready? Your legal name set up. However, you're going to do that. If you formed a corporation, a single member LLC, a fictitious name, um, you know, or referred to as a sole proprietor. So we make sure you have that set up. You have to have a bank account that matches that. Mm -hmm. Should have a federal tax ID number. I tell everybody you need a federal tax ID. Even if you're a sole proprietor or single member LLC, you should have a federal tax ID number. Mm -hmm. That actually helps save people during the pandemic. Right. People who didn't have federal tax ID numbers and couldn't prove that they really were operating a business couldn't collect on. And that was sad to see that happen not not good um you're gonna need sometimes to present a business license corporate papers you know business license especially like let's say it's a doctor related business they want to see the doctor's license right or med spa they want to see that there's either a doctor or a um, medical medical assistant a physician assistant overseeing the 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 business right and if Real quick, like in between counties, like down here in South Florida, you have to get a license to operate within those counties too. So, you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. So you got to make sure you have all your business licenses in place, corporate papers. One thing people sometimes forget to do is every year, you usually have to file an annual report. Yeah. So make sure, you know, January, you just go on the website. Do not use these outside companies who try to they charge overcharge. You. Yeah, they'll over they'll charge you like double, triple what it what the real cost is. Right. And so that's not that's not too good. You don't like that, right, Rocky? No double charging. So you just you just go to the state website, file your paperwork. If you have to make any changes to your address, take someone off the corporation, add somebody on, and right. do it all with the annual report. So it's really important, you know. People always ask, you know. The bit we want to know what kind of business type you have, what your average sale is going to be, the high sale, monthly volume. You know, I tell people, oh, don't just say, oh, I'm going to do a million a month because they're going to want to know. They're going to want to see what you have to support that bank statements, marketing plans and things like that. So you have to be realistic, you know, as, as to how you're going to start. Right. You know, because the underwriters will say, well, how are they going to pull that off? I didn't know that the first time someone told me, oh, we're going to do one million. I sent it in. They started laughing at me. They were like, 
okay, well, how's the guy going to do that? Do they have a marketing plan? Mm -hmm. Then I learned, like, don't set your sights. Don't, they don't want to know that. Maybe you plan, like, a year, in, a, in a year or two years, you're going to be doing a million a month. Or maybe you're going to get It's on. okay to put that in your business plan. Right. I mean, you got to be realistic. and be, When you're applying. Yeah, be truthful, be honest. You know, when yeah. you put those, when you exaggerate numbers on anything, right? Like, yeah, it sounds like it's better, but, you, you know, you're kind of playing yourself. Because if you don't have the proof to back it, and then you go and you say, they're like, well, what happened? Exactly. You're, you know, don't. Don't set yourself up for failure, right? right. Like, I we mean, just, if you're doing a hundred thousand bucks a month or whatever, that's good, right? Yeah, I mean, great. be happy awesome. with that. Don't say that you're doing a million and you're not, right? You, yeah, because we want to get you approved. That's yeah. the whole thing for what you're going to do. Listen, we just signed up a guy. They were doing about 50 grand a month going along for about seven, eight months. The guy calls me up. He's like, listen, we're going to have a huge amount of sales. We signed, they make those cornhole bags. I, I still think it's funny. Like that's shown on TV, people throwing those bags. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't get it. But that is oh, cornhole. Yeah, cornhole. So they make the bags. So they got some guy who's like the cornhole winner of the national, whatever, the, the champion of cornhole mm -hmm. promoting their bags. Oh, nice. So they said, oh, we're releasing this special bag. We expect to do a tremendous amount of sales. And the guy wasn't kidding. They did over a hundred grand in three days. Nice. People want, you know, that's what happens. So, you know, you just tell us, we let the bank know, the bank knows, Hey, they're going to, you know, the proof's in the pudding, right? We told them why the guy's going to do it. So they knew we had another merchant. So before you go yeah. in, like, what would that, what does that benefit the merchant or what does that, Say the merchant doesn't notify the the, the they bank. could have their money held. Right, the bank will say, "Hey, where's all these sales coming from? That this activity that wasn't happening before." Right. So they might hold the sales. You went over your monthly volume. Your sales get held. This way, they know it's coming. So if you tell them, they just it's just giving them a heads up. It's right. not really. Yeah, you're giving them a heads up. They know it's coming. Right. They, they know the who, what. So it's like Super Bowl weekend. You're like, hey, they're, you know, we're selling vintage helmets or whatever. Right. Like know. Super Bowl. Oh, my restaurant, we're going to be packed for Super Bowl. Right. Like the it. bar is going to be packed. We just let the, you know, we let the bank know. In, in any case, like we have, we service ATMs, right? So a bar, they're going to be slammed for the Super Bowl. So we let them know, like, oh, this place is going to be slammed. They're having a Super Bowl party. Make sure there's enough money in the ATM. And the bank's prepared. They know the numbers are going to go up from that. But special event, like some years ago, we had a client. They were on Shark Tank. They didn't get a, they didn't get a deal, but they did a crazy amount of sales. Nice. After that, they, they literally did, like, their website, like, they had to cut the website off. Because they didn't have that, no they didn't have enough product, so it was. That's people, a good thing. Yeah, so they told people, "Sorry, it's on back order," but they literally sold out all their inventory in like two days. So that it take, you know, that it post on the website, you know, waiting for so people actually put in orders. That was kind of good. So another uh, thing to think about is, or to ask is, will they pull my credit? Right. Yeah. So they do a soft pull. And they check they're listen they got to do they're doing identity verification too to make sure you're not on the ofac list 
You know the what's the OFAC list? That's the people banned. The OF list. <laughs> yeah. Oops. I oops. <laughs> I, I got, did it again. I made a boo boo. You're on the list for funding terrorism. That's I'm sorry, I, that's I couldn't help myself. Shout out to Britney Spears. If you know if that someone's on the list, they funded some terrorism. They're gonna. It was Britney Spears, list. right? Oops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got confirmed. Confirmed by Samantha. She's so young enough to know. Yeah, so they check to make sure, like, you know, we can't have to sign somebody up who's been involved, like, been involved in a financial crime or anything that's going to show up on your credit What's a report. financial crime? Uh, anything, but whatever. Anything. Like, we had a guy that one time deposited. Do you want me to tell the story? No. Okay, we won't tell the story. <laughs> I'm just asking what's a financial crime? Fraud, somebody, right? Yeah, fraud, financial fraud, maybe you. There's court cases out there or something involving financial fraud. Let's say you charge the whole bunch, you know, they're not going to go for it. Also, they check the match list or the TMF list, which are people who've been shut off by the credit card TMF. Yeah, terminated merchant file. Whoa, that sounds terrible. Yeah, you don't want to be on that list. You I do not want to be in the can't TMF get a match. You can't get a merchant account for five to seven years. Listen, some people are on it because they actually did something bad. And some people are on it for the wrong reasons. So, all right, they're on there for the wrong reasons. We had a hotel get put on there, and during the pandemic, they were closed, and they didn't have very much money in their bank account, and they had some chargebacks roll through, and it turned out that they actually had already refunded the customer, but they didn't open the mail. They weren't paying attention during the pandemic, <coughs> and the me. bank said, "Hey, you owe us eight thousand bucks." So when they went to reopen the hotel, the bank said, "No." You owe eight thousand. I had to do a lot of research with the client, go through their bank bank accounts, this and that. They found the where they gave had already given the person the money back, this and that. There was a few other chargebacks that they didn't pay because there was no money in their bank account. So they paid the money and they got off the list. But it was a misunderstanding. Something or, else to uh, always consider or to to think about is what kind of business do you have, right? Yeah, you got to know. What, what is your business? Yeah, what is it? Google finds everything. So you can't say that you're a, you can't say you're a smoke shop and you're selling marijuana. We've had people try to do that before. Idiots. <laughs> then we look it up. We're like, uh, dude, it's a marijuana shop. They're like, it's right. legal. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. So that like, doesn't work for us. So what types of businesses are we talking about? What is what do we mean? What kind of business do you have? Like, oh, what type of business? So is you a retail store? It's an e-commerce business. Are you gonna be a service business? Yeah, all of those things are gonna affect your rate. Even, you know, do you fit into any of the emerging markets? We recently had a guy and they were selling like classes. So I explained to them, listen, you know, we're gonna classes cl or classes? Classes. Oh, classes. Yeah, like courses. So we don't know that's educational so you can get the special emerging market educational rates. Mm. So you save money on your interchange. Same thing. You know, are you a non-for-profit? You know, are you a doctor's office? And you can be classified under healthcare for special rates from the credit card companies. So it's important to know. So all healthcare co companies get. Yeah. All healthcare. If they're coded correctly, many if times. If you're coded correctly. Yeah. Many times like I'll, Go visit a merchant. They'll be like, they're with their bank. Oh, I'm with my bank. Okay. Then I look at their statements and I go, 
hospital, there's one thing you're getting the wrong interchange as they set them up under retail and they didn't give them the healthcare interchange mm. or they're an insurance company. Why would somebody, why would a merchant, would, would somebody do that on purpose? Because they'll get more they just don't know. residual. Well, they don't know. They're not getting any more residual. What about the guy that hooked them up? He's not getting any more residual because we don't make money from interchange. Ah, that's right. So why? that's why we try to like do what I call interchange busting, making sure you have the correct SIC code for your business so you get the best interchange rates. Like if you're a hotel, I've, I've signed up hotels before and they're on retail interchange. Go to interchangesecrets.com and you can you know get it started. Learn all the tips and tricks from this guy right here, Alan Kobelman. Yeah. So, you know, you have, it's important to make sure you're coded correctly. Yes. And then another thing, I mean, this is something that blows my mind that, you know, a lot of people don't think about or even consider is how will you be accepting payments? Right. Right. Yeah. People need to understand, like, how are you going to do it now? It's business we call it omnicommerce omnicommerce right sounds so, scary so omnicom you, so you can do everything we did a we basically did a podcast on payments as a service and then we did that to show people that you can take everything that you want to do and you don't need to have multiple merchant accounts for that so you can take in-person payments over the phone payments website payments integrate to your software you know or you're using a point of sale system, all that can be rolled up into one merchant account if need be. You know, it's important to know like how you're gonna do it, you know, because if you're gonna take orders over the phone, you know, how are you gonna, what kind of software are you gonna use? Are you gonna use the CRM system? That's why we talk a lot about integrations. We have over 500 integrations that we can help people with you know, people, we have companies come to us all the time. Oh, I'm using Salesforce and they need to integrate payments or they're using a funnel and they need to integrate a payment gateway into right. the funnel or into the website. So you have, you know, so we look it up, we go see how, what the integration is and then we make sure to match them up with the right technology so they have the correct technology for their business. It's the most important thing is technology today you know, it's important so that you have the right product to do what you need to do. Let's say you have, we were listening to a guy at a ambulance for pets at a, at a meeting. Oh yeah, that was great. Right. Cool. Yeah. He helps. Maybe what you can't it? get your dot 911 or yeah, something, something like that. I have to look it up. It was interesting, but yeah, he's just getting started. I don't even know. I think it's open on a very small level. Yeah. So let's say you had a big dog and you can't get the dog to the, to the, the vet. vet. You call this guy, he comes over with his special pet ambulance and takes, you to he the takes, animal takes the animal to the animal hospital. Like I thought that was amazing. I, I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, I guess there's a need for that. Let's say you have a big dog. Yeah, the business right? model, that's a... Hey, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be using that, like, but I'm sure that it's a, a viable business. It I mean, imagine viable. a lot of the, you know these wealthier people who have you know these well, little dogs, that, and then they're pooping and peeing all. They don't want to put them inside the Maybach. <laughs> the Maybach. Like you don't want to put you yeah, know, a little poodle Ferrari. in the Maybach, and now you got poop poopy in your Maybach, man. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. 
Cleaning poop out of leather is not cool, I bet. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, or you have somebody with a big dog and they can't pick the dog up. And then there's that. Right. So, you know, that was an interesting thing. So how are you going to take this? No, but how are you going to take the credit card for that? So you got to think about it. No, so you need a portable reader, come up, show up at the person's house. I mean, they're upset, but you still want to get paid. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, they are. But I still need the money. Right. So, you know, you need a portable reader hooked up to your phone. Take the card and be done. Or maybe you send them a text message before you even go out there and they make the payment. And then you head right. And they click and pay with a little invoice. You know, you got to think about these things. How are you going to operate your business? Because, you know, somebody performs a service, they want to get paid for it. So you got to under. You got to figure that out like or am i going to send an invoice to somebody wait for a check that can take forever sometimes you have to do that because it's a big customer that they wait to get their stuff too but if someone wants something right away they're going to pay with a credit card and you got to be ready of how you're going to take those payments right so now that you're accepting payments you know you got to understand are you going to be subject to processing fees in these terms Right. So yes, yes. You have to sign an agreement. We do electronic signature. We get everything. We get we get all your information so that it's all ready to go. Going over to the bank, and that way we know that you have a, the best chance to get approved. Got it. You know, barring some nightmare we don't know about. You know, and then you know, like I always tell people, you know understand like what are the rates and fees i was actually coming up with an idea to give people a worksheet Mm -hmm. and we're going to figure out how to put that together so we can let people who are watching the podcast get a worksheet so they say like oh this is how much i make yeah this This is is how much much business i do this is how much fees i pay and then how do you figure out what your effective rate is which is the overall rate and how and then, we can help save them. Money. Yeah, and then they can see themselves. I like it. How we're, what we're talking about all the time on the podcast. But, you know, you have to know, like, oh, am I on cost plus? Do I want to do a surcharge or cash discount program? A flat rate program works for some businesses. Are there monthly fees? You know, because then sometimes you have gateways, you have wireless service, you're using, you know, whatever you're using. So you want to make sure that's why you want to talk to the person. If you do business with us, we're going to give you. How long does it take to get approved for something like that? Usually 24 to 48 hours. If it's a card present business, if it's not card present, this depends. You know, they have to review the website. Card present means you're physically in the location, you know, product in hand, money in. Yeah, face to face. Face to face. Card not present is websites. Yeah, websites or. texting payments and that you know you're not really going to handle the credit card you know it depends on the business we basically when we talk to the business we walk them through like how are you going to do this because we want to give you the best solution for your business you know what's the best solution for your business and then uh, equipment leasing never sign an equipment lease unless it's something really expensive like over 20 grand so but you know other than that you know most places will give you equipment for for free but it's never free or a monthly fee you know so that's more fair to the merchant and you want to make sure like who's that it's warranted and all that 
Right. Before you go into that, I want to uh, just shout out to, to all the followers and the listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in. We finally reached 100 subscribers on YouTube. Bang that like button. Hit subscribe to it for us, man, as many times as possible. Get the word out. Share it to your friends. If you know other business owners out there, you know, get the podcast. Send them the link. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to grow and get people uh, to, to know more about payment processing the technology involved in just running a business in general. Um, you can catch us on the podcast on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, everywhere. Everywhere we are there. Just Google B2B Vault, you find a podcast, no problem. You can check out our community page. The B2B Vault community, I'll post a link to the uh, in, in the podcast description when we post that uh, online. Um, shout out to the Payment Advisory Board. Thank you. Don't forget, we're going to put a link in all in the podcast episode. So we're giving everybody, if you're a listener, you want to get a 15-minute free consultation with us. There's going to be a link there. You're going to click meet with us. I don't remember what does it say uh book a call book a call so you'll say click book a call and you can book a 15 minute no charge free consultation pretty simple stuff right any 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 special announcements that we have going on not yet we just want everybody to join the b2b vault community page on facebook and watch out for our new small business shout out program and please subscribe to the youtube channel don't make me ask you again So next, we're going to talk about PCI compliance. What is, is PCI compliance? It's the payment security standards for all people. I don't agree with this. This is a kind of a thing that I don't I don't especially agree with these PCI compliance fees. But you need to take you need every merchant is required by Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discover to complete what's called SAQ self-assessment questionnaire for PCI compliance. It takes 10 or 15 minutes to fill the whole thing out, which is nothing. You don't want to get charged a non-compliance fee. Many banks, in fact, most everybody charges a non-compliance fee because they want you to fill this thing out. There's always an 800 number with it. So, you know, if you see on your statements, that's one of the things I want to put on our little checklist. You see junk fees, non-compliance. That's a junk fee. That's where you need to call your credit. You either need to get away from that credit card processor, or you need to call them on the phone and say, hey, how do I get compliant? Send me the link. When you get the link, you log in. If you're not sure how to answer the questions, you call the phone number. They walk you through it. Boom, you're done. That's it. It's over. PCI compliance. And you do it every year. I don't agree with it. I think it's... Think it's a little bit silly one thing it does do though it does make merchants aware of security concerns that they should be concerned with security i mean you don't want people do it's much harder now with emv but i can tell you 20 years in this business we've had i remember when once we had a bar and the people that worked the bar one of the bars decided that they wanted to make some extra money so they kept they had their cell phones on them and they were taking the pictures of front and back of credit cards 
all night. Well, it got traced back to the bar. Then it got the bar owners had cameras in there that got traced to one bar. Then the FBI watched the cameras to catch what they were doing. And they were selling the credit card. They were taking pictures and some guy was, they followed these, they had these employees under surveillance and they got it. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's important PCI compliance to make sure, you know, you have compliance that you're understand what it is. I mean, it's a little daunting. Some of the questions, like if you have a point of sale system, but now everything is pretty much like out of scope of PCI. So it's very simple to answer the questions. Right. You know, a few years ago, there was like 500 questions. If you had a computer system in your restaurant, it was crazy. So then they started with a, what's called semi-integration where the credit card machine is actually doing everything and it's only sending limited information to the point of sale. So it makes it much simpler for merchants to be PCI compliant. Nice. You know, so one other thing, you know, like uh, another thing that we always have to think of is like, what is your business going to do for customer support? Right. Like what's going to happen? Yes, exactly. I had a phone call today. There's, client we sent him a credit card machine he's like i don't know how to work it and this i'm like well where's i said where's your sales rep and the sales rep nowhere to be found called the sales rep texted him nothing called the client up back i said listen call the 800 number we had the 800 number called the guy got the machine up and running like five minutes there you go so you got you know you need to make sure like when you unpack your box you get the 24-hour help desk number you know, your merchant number or your V number, your terminal ID number, whatever they go by, you know, make sure you get set up with online access, have access to your gateway. If you're using a gateway or whatever kind of service thing you're using, like Swipe Simple or Authorize.net, NMI, if you're using one of those things, make sure you have all the all the information to get in there so you can monitor your sales and monitor your transactions and all that. Right. It's important. It, right, of course. I mean, and if you're a business owner, right, you're going to wonder how long does it take to get your money or how long does it take for you to get your the the sales deposited into your bank? Right. So usually it's 24 to 48 hours. We do offer next day funding. Uh, some companies, I've seen people, we were talking about this one day a long time ago, about instant funding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody had shown me a statement a couple of weeks ago and they were getting like, funded the same day i said uh you know you pay like six percent for merchant services the the guy literally like i i knew that he was drinking like a cup of coffee or water because i heard like a noise and he goes what he goes what what are you talking about and i go yeah like look at your bill like you have a lot of charges on there and you're paying a, a big extra fee daily to get this money in your bank account and do you need that money that fast right it was costing them an extra like almost two percent on every day every day yeah one to two percent i've seen it i've seen companies offer it because they'll tell us they offer it and i'm like i'm not offering that to anybody i mean listen you know cash flow is one thing but that's over the top cash flow yeah I mean, I, I mean, I get it if you need the money, right? But I don't know. Maybe if for a business to starting, 
that kind of makes sense or maybe a collaboration between two businesses to just you know but I, I don't i would never no, you got to have some cash flow in your business <clears throat> no thanks if you're depending on that money day to day you're not going to stay ahead because you got to pay yeah employees. i was going to say like you shouldn't it sounds like you shouldn't you're not really ready to be operating a business at that point. listen people need to have money in the bank when they're right. getting set up you know especially non-card present business you know, the banks ask now for bank statements. They want to see personal and business bank statements, and they want to make sure they the do. business is, is uh, liquid, that they're good to go. Mm -hmm. So now, what types of payments can we accept? That's so, another question you got to ask yourself, you know, what what types? Of, yeah, what? most people take, you know, obviously cash. Mm -hmm. Cash is still king. Credit cards. Some people will say, oh, I want to take debit. Now, there is two kinds of debit we call online debit and offline debit offline is just when you're taking your debit card that you have that you use all the time and you just run it through the machine you hit cancel you don't put in your pin code it goes through like a credit card but it still goes on mm -hmm. your debit pin pin debit or online debit is when you put in your secu for security digits you know so or like especially you doing that like at the grocery store because you want to get cash back or right. whatever you know and then another thing is people will ask about ach tech ability to take ach and that's important if you're in, if you're doing business to business so that companies can pay you with a check right so and it's an electronic check you send your business you set up a payment portal customers go to a link on your website and they pay their bill you know then a lot of people now are asking about like alternative payments and there's a lot of alternative payments and there's some new services coming into the market and um, we're looking at a couple of them we're going to vet them out test them see how they work you know but cryptocurrency is is a viable thing especially if you're in a business with a high ticket item uh buy now pay later letting people make three or four payments um there's companies that do services only and there's companies that do physical goods um, I actually saw where in the news where one of the companies, I think it's Afterpay or one of them, is actually coming out with a, their own credit card. No so kidding. people who are using that service now can get that credit Klarna card. Klarna did that too. Yeah, there's a few of them. They're all getting a credit card. And then by having that credit card, you're paying a specific amount of interest, kind of an interesting little take. But you're going to have to make everything in four payments so it's not going to be exactly like a credit card pay the bill at the end of the month right and then you're going to have all these payments going on probably at different times it's interesting because i wanted to see how my wife had was telling me how she's been using that to buy some of the kids school clothes right so i i never i never signed up you know for whatever after pay right, right. i never tried doing it before and then just before we uh, went to Milwaukee, um, I had to make a purchase and I just didn't, I couldn't come with my, you know, come with terms to just pay the whole lump sum right then and there. So I went ahead and tried the the thing, right? the whatever, after pay. And uh, it, I get it. I get why people, I mean, for the product, I think I'm end up paying like with the fees, it's like $30 more. Yeah, but you spread the payments out over yeah, a couple of months. A, a month. Yeah, well, they do. Some of them are pay 
once a week. Some of them are this pay every two weeks. Every two weeks. Some of them are pay once a month. So they're all different. So you got to make sure yeah. what are the terms, what are the terms of what you're offering, right? Your yes. customers, so that they, you know, so that they know what they're what they're looking for. So there's gonna, you know, there's a lot of different services. I actually saw where Mastercard also is in the news where they're coming out with cards like that too for, yeah. for, for banks. So let's say you bank at Wells Fargo and they might have a new card and call it the buy now, pay later card. So you could spread the payments out for a particular purchase, you know, either on your regular credit card that you already have with them or on its this new credit card. Nice. You know, it's flexible payment options because they're basically charging less interest on those on those buy now pay later than if you were carrying the interest on your normal credit card. So we have a little asterisk next to the uh, other apps. It's like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. I, 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 as a small business entrepreneur, owner, whatever you want to call my, you know, whatever I call myself, I, I get it, right? We, you know, convenience, it's quick. But when Alan explains it, he, he can explain it better than I can, but I've always stayed away from that, expecting like as far as accepting payments for services that I've done. Um, but why don't you let? Yeah, well, a lot of businesses were using those and actually the, the usage of those apps accelerated during the pandemic. Crazy. They were cat, you know, it's like, oh, you could just do it with a text message and stuff. And people didn't know they could come to their payment provider and get the same kind of thing. But then those some people thought like, oh, they got free money. They found right. out like, oh, there was no free lunch because the government went and put in a new rule and all those companies sent out 1099 at the end of the last year. People were like, what? And they got hit with a 1099 and they, I don't know what they did with the money. And now like if you do over 600 bucks, they send you a thing. No, you got to be a business account. Yep. So those, the days of that, of people like skirting the system and using all these little these little things right that's gone right and i mean at the end of the day like i don't want it to seem like we're totally just pushing that to the side i'm not right? against those services no we're not against those services but we are i don't want to say against but if you're a business you should be operating like a business right like you know just because your client wants to pay you in cash app, that doesn't mean that that's what you, you're the business at you that decide. point, at that point, the customer is not always right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and let me tell you, those companies now are looking at ways how they can merge into exactly into credit card. Just processing. like PayPal sends you the whole machine. Now the whole point of sale system, they send you a whole point of sale system. Right. Now. Yeah. They have a whole machine now, even square as a little Stripe, credit card machine. Too. Stripe is about to launch yeah, it too. Stripe's going to have some kind of little credit card machine. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so it's, it's going to be, they're all, yeah, but they're all trying to get now like these other like third party apps, you know, the, the quick right. cash apps, they're trying to figure out how to integrate into the payment ecosystem. But you know why they're trying to do that is because no one pays attention to how much money they're already making, right? So they're already making money from every transaction that they're that you guys are doing with each other. But we don't, as a people, we don't read that fine print. And so we don't even know 
how much PayPal takes every time they get. Listen, I know someone. I know someone. They got a 1099. They were shocked. For, they got a 1099 for like 100 grand. The guy goes, I got hit with this 100 grand 1099. I, who knows? I don't know if he put it, if he was putting it in his personal bank account or. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now he got hit with a big 1099. Guess what? Now you got to put that on your. This guy, probably, you know what I mean, like, does he even have an LLC at this point? Right. No, the guy had a business, but he was putting the money to his personal account. Then he got he got shocked with the 1099. So you got to be careful what you do. Know the rules. Have an accountant. You know, if you don't have an accountant, you know, there's H and R Block. They can advise you. There's other. You can anything we talk about on the podcast, especially having to do with taxes and stuff. I tell everybody go verify, you know, Google what we're talking about. You'll see the stories out there. There's there's stories of, of people doing this. So and then the other question I always get asked is the final. They'll say, What's a chargeback? Because they see it on their on this on the in, in the fees. So there's a lot of fees that I tell them, like, unless you use it, you're not gonna get charged that. It's not like a monthly fee. Right. Like a voice authorization or People hardly ever use those anymore. That no one, for the most part, I see one a month from thousands of clients we have. If that, most of the time it's a big fat zero. <laughs> but you know, what is a chargeback? Well, you can't stop people from doing a dispute. So you got to make sure you have good business policies. You know, whatever it is that you're selling, that's why it's important. To that's why we discuss with people like having buttons on the website, having your policies on your website, making Terms sure the service, ref right. refund policy, shipping policy, all of that. Right. Answer your phone 24 hours a day. Like if you're going to be doing a lot of business on the internet, hire an answering service. I was telling a guy the other day, I go, it's cheap. It's really him, cheap. I said, go find an answering service that answers telephones for doctors. Right. Because that's a big business, right? And they'll answer the phone for you. You don't need to go find a fancy answering service. Just no. find one of those. They answer, they have a, you know, they charge a monthly fee. It's not as bad as people think, though. No, no, but like if you go to a professional like, oh, yeah. e commerce call service. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're trying to upsell, though. Like, right. No, no, but I'm saying they're more expensive. Cause, yeah. But you don't need that. You just need someone to answer the phone. People just want to know, hey, when people go to a website, they want to see a contact button. They want to see a phone number, name, an email address. Nap, they name, want to see address, phone number. Nap. Right. Name, address, phone number. That's right. what they, they want, want to see. see. That. And when they call the phone number, they don't want an answering machine. They want somebody answering the phone. So get someone to answer the phone. They can take a message, say, "Oh, hi, my name's Bob Smith. I placed an order and I didn't get my stuff." Okay, what's the? They got plugins. What's the order the, number for the bots that you can. They, they, it automatically... Yeah, you could have a chat bot on your site. You could spend money doing that. But easy thing is phone, take the information from the customer. They email it to you. Then when you, you go look up the information, call the customer back. But this way, the customer doesn't run and go do a chargeback. You don't, because they made it easy to do chargebacks now since the pandemic. You just go online, click, boom, dispute. That's it. Type in a couple of words. And that thing's going off to the dispute department. You, yeah, want to, you, know, you want to basically like avoid that to happen with your business. People are so quick to do it. You want to just basically avoid it. You want to just make it easy for people to get in touch with you. Like just inside email, name, phone number, boom, boom, boom. Make it easy. Have it where it's easy. It's 
Because if people see like, oh, there's no phone number. Oh, these people don't answer the phone. They're not in your same time zone. And we're in this like world economy now or even this nationwide economy. You can have your business in California, right? I'm in Florida and I wake up at eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning. I say, oh, I need to call these people. I ordered some stuff from before I head out to work. I call the phone number up and there's a voicemail. And then I call it later when I get off work and nobody answers the phone. You're going to go, hey, that's a scam or possible scam. Yep. I'm just going to do a chargeback. So don't do that. Put we, we discuss with you how to put things right so that you don't get chargebacks. Prevent them. And if you do get them, we show you how to win them and make sure that you have everything in place in your business. Like if people are signing something, how to set that up correctly. If you're doing a DocuSign how to set up your website with check boxes so people agree to the terms and conditions, so on and so forth when they check out. So thanks for listening to today's podcast. Like I said, check the link in the notes for the free 15-minute consultation. Book a call if you want to learn more. B2B Vault, we're out. Carpe diem. Peace. That came out very good. And you're...